You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. First up, in our success interview, Janelle will be talking with successful entrepreneur and business coach, Katie Drew Jensen, about how you can get more clients, take inspired action, and get results that put serious money in your pocket. Later in our Business Builder segment, I'll be back to talk about why every coach needs to write their own book and will give you some great ideas to get you started. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper and let's get started. Today we're talking with successful entrepreneur and business coach, Katie Drew Jensen. Katie is passionate about helping solopreneurs break six figures in record time. Her clients get more clients, take inspired action, and get results that put serious money in their pockets. This is going to be a great conversation. Welcome, Katie. Well, thank you. Hello. Welcome to you. It's nice to be here. I'm really excited for this conversation. I know you and I have had a couple conversations, and I'm excited for our listeners to get to know you and learn from your expertise. Well, thank you. I'm really excited to be here as well, and I hope to share some really valuable nuggets that I have in my back pocket. (laughs) I know you will. I love to start our conversations by asking our guests to tell us a little bit about their current business How did it start, and how has it evolved over time? That's a great question, and I get asked that quite often. It's interesting because I've always been, I'm a serial entrepreneur, and I've always mentored and coached, you know, over two decades, yet I hadn't had just a coaching business until probably four years ago. I owned a chain of medical spas, and I had sold that company um, quite some time ago, and then I opened up a private air charter company, so it was completely different. And what I found is I think a good coach has to make several mistakes so they know what to avoid. (laughs) And I think that that was part of my own training was owning my companies and going through the years of building, making those mistakes, learning from those mistakes, and using all that information to build my companies. So becoming a coach just seemed like a natural transition, and it just seemed to be my calling after I'd owned these companies. Interesting. And I know you've recently made a relocation. And I love that when you're an entrepreneur that so often you really can create the lifestyle that you want. And we're, that's something that's really important to us with Turn Knowledge to Profit. Oh, absolutely. And that is the beauty of it, having that freedom. I moved from Denver to Seattle, and now I'm in Laguna Beach, California, and I'm able to work with clients all over. And that really is, you know, I think the most wonderful thing about creating your own business. I love that. And, you know, I think the thing that's really important um, because, 
you know, owning the, the, the medical spas and then the air charter company and now coaching, mm-hmm. those are very different businesses and it, it sounds like it's been a real journey and I like people to know that there you know most business owners do go through a journey to find what you really like it doesn't just all of a sudden you wake up one day and the light bulb goes off and you know what you're going to be doing it's a learning process about business and about yourself oh so true absolutely I find that the one thing when I when I see a struggling entrepreneur is I always go back to do you really know your why because my why has never changed, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, the businesses, of course, are very different, like, like you mentioned. I mean, you know, medical spas to, you know, flying people around the world, and then all of a sudden I'm now coaching entrepreneurs. But all of that are really connected in many, many different ways because my why was always building something so I could be there for my children. And as that evolved, you know, bringing them into my businesses was all part of my why, Helping people grow was a big part of my why. And in all of those businesses, I, I kept that in the back of my mind as I grew them. Well, I think that's, I think that's really important. Um, and it's, I can tell from the way you respond that you've really looked at it and it's really deep. I think people sometimes have a, a quick why, but what happens is when you're really not, when your why isn't something that you really hold close to you, mm-hmm. it, you don't get the direction that it should really give you. Absolutely. And the other thing I find is if your why is not firm and your focus is not very, very clear, then when it does get rough, you can give up a lot easier. And if your why is solid, when you go down in those dips, you know, entrepreneurship is not a straight line. It's a big roller coaster. And if the why is strong, then you'll persevere. You know, you'll, you'll be able to get through those hard struggles. It is, and it also keeps you focused. I know Michael and I have had some conversations recently about different things in our business, and, you know, when we come back to it, it's like, how does that fit? Does that really help us build what we are really trying to build, or is it something that's taking us off path? And so often having that clarity really helps bring us back to what's important and what we're trying to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And what happens is you go from selling, which no one really likes to do, to serving. And when you're, like you said, when your focus is clear, then everything falls in place. You know, when you're struggling, it could very, very well be that your why is just off the track. And that's the universe kind of telling you, get back on, (laughs) you know, refocus. So how do you, when you're, when you're talking to people, how do you know if they've really gotten a real concrete firm why? You know, one of the questions I'll ask is when you're in your zone, when you're in your genius zone, you know, what, what you feel is your genius zone, what your calling is or what you are just doing in your life, are you energized? And if people go, oh, you know, this part is really, really tough, um, you know, if, if I'm struggling, I don't have the energy, typically they're just not on track. Mm-hmm. And, and you can sense it, you know, you can sense it in just the way that they communicate about what, about what they're doing. And then on the reverse side, when you talk to someone who is just lit up, you know, and, and they just feel like no matter what, I'm staying on this path, then mm-hmm. you really do feel they're in their zone and they're doing what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. 
I like that. I like that question. And I also think that it's, I think that's one of the first steps is getting really clear on what you want to create and why you want to create it because that really helps you narrow down and narrow your focus. I think people are afraid that if they narrow it too much, they're not going to have enough people to work with. But what I find is that the more concise and clearer you get, the more people you actually attract because you're attracting your ideal clients. That is exactly true. Matter of fact, I'm doing a talk this week on the five hottest marketing magnets to attract your ideal client. And you just said it's spot spot on because, you know, everyone, they're afraid to lose clients, so their niche is too broad. Mm -hmm. But the reverse is true. I mean, when you zero in and you really get laser focused on who you are serving, it's a beautiful thing because how wonderful for us to cherry pick the people we want to work with. Instead of, you know, maybe some that we kind of want to work with, and then there are all those others out there that you don't want to work with. You know, it makes everyone happy. Absolutely. And I always tell people it's okay to repel um, clients who aren't your ideal clients because then by doing that, you're really going to attract the ones who are just the right ones to work with. And there are plenty of them out there. We just have to feel confident and comfortable in knowing that they're there. So true. And, you know, saying no to a client is an empowering thing, especially if you feel like you really need more clients in your business, mm-hmm. you know, but it, 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 the universe will really reward you for being true, you know, to yourself and to your clients, you know, by saying maybe this isn't the best fit, you know, I, I, I love you enough to say no. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. How do you, when you're um, talking to, to clients or talking to people that are interested in learning more, um, because you said, you know, going from um, selling to serving, and I think women mm-hmm. tend to, um, you know, serve because that's what, what women do, and a mm-hmm. lot of them are not asking for the sale or they're not um, closing or they feel like they have to give it away How can we shift that conversation? I have one module training called Charging What You're Worth. And we see it more in women because we're nurturers. I mean, not that men aren't nurturers, but it's just more in our DNA. We want to help. We want to give. And that's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. But you also want to, you know, you want to serve yourself as well. You know, one of the reasons that I feel okay about charging for what I'm worth or charging for my gifts or, you know, serving Mm -hmm. is because I know I'm helping that person. And they energetically, if they don't pay for that service, then they're not going to value it and they won't gain anything from it. And we've all done it, you know, a friend or whatever, I've coached a little here or there, but they don't value it if they're not putting that energy into a monetary you know, substance saying, this is what I want to give you to get back from you. And again, it's that energy, you know, but I do think what your, what your question too was about how do I, you know, coach these people to be okay with it. I really believe that, and there's a really good example of this I'd I'd love to share, but I really Mm -hmm. do believe that when you, when you ask for the top dollar amount that you deserve, not putting yourself out of the ballpark and being fair, but when you do that, you will show up in a different way. And it, it just, it, it's kind of a magical thing, you know, and I, and I talk a lot about don't trade your services. Let's mm-hmm. say that I have, you know, a $100 product and this person over here has a $100 product that I would like. I will tell my clients, 
instead of doing a trade, because a lot of people will do that in many different industries, write out a check and have that person write you a check and just trade that check. Because again, going back to I'm all about the universe and, you know, just really living in, in a karmic way, I do mm-hmm. believe that that energy will bring more affluent clients into your life, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I think it's um, really important. How many times have we signed up for something that was free or, mm-hmm. again, someone offered to to gift it to you and you're really excited about it because it's something you really need, but when you haven't invested in it, mm-hmm. it tends to get pushed to the side. And, and, and once it gets pushed, it continues to get pushed. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, when it's something you've paid for, you show up, you do the work, you mm-hmm. take the steps that you need to take, and you take it seriously. Yeah, yeah, I find that too. I absolutely do. And, and you just said it, when you show up and do the work. And that is one of the questions I'll ask a client before they become a client. You know, I'll ask them what they've done in the past. If they've worked with other coaches, did they show up? Did they do the work? You know, how motivated on a scale from 1 to 10 are you? You know, because I don't really want to work with someone who's not ready to do it. You know, no one wins. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. You know, I don't look good. They don't look good. You know, and there's, and there's not a good outcome. So you do. You have to be ready and you have to be very serious about, you know, doing the work. And I hold a lot of people accountable, whether they like it or not. You know, we have monthly meetings and we get together and I do one-on-one work as well, but you know, when we get together, I give them homework. You show up and you have, you know, a list of what you did the last 30 days and what you plan on doing the next 30 days. And, and you're accountable for that. You know, it's just like going to the gym with a trainer. It's the same sort of thing, you know, mm-hmm. and you want that person. You can go and do your sit-ups, but if you have someone there counting and telling you, keep going, and did you do this yesterday? And, you know, that will propel you. Well, and it, it really makes you take the action. And I think that's one of the things that's so important. Um, we need to take a real quick break. When we come back, I want to continue this conversation um, because I think this is an area that will really help move women and their businesses forward. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Today in our success interview, we've been having a great conversation with Katie Drew Jensen, a successful entrepreneur and business coach who's really passionate about helping solopreneurs break six figures in record time. And before the break, if you missed it, you want to go back and listen to it because we were talking about really knowing your why about what you're doing and how that's really a foundation to being successful in business. And Katie's had a fantastic 
fascinating journey um, that you should also listen to. And I want to continue our conversation, Katie, because before the break, we were talking about, you know, shifting from selling to serving. And um, I love the, the, the course that you've got, Charging What You're Worth. Mm-hmm. I think that women often, it's really difficult for them to um, have that money conversation. Um, I was having a conversation with someone this morning, and you know, she was asking me, how do, how, how do I be successful in what I'm doing? And what we realized during the conversation, it was kind of that light bulb moment where she was having a conversation because she's really quick to make decisions and really good at it. But, you know, when people say no, she figures that they've gone through the same evaluation process she has and she moves on where, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody we talk to makes decisions the same way we do. So how do you get people to really look at what's going on so that they don't just throw away a conversation that might, they might be able to add value to? Oh, that's a good question. You know, it, it really is about listening and asking those right questions about their business and going deep. I think what happens a lot of times, and this is across the board in any industry, people tend to go right into selling. And I don't sell. I serve, but I also, I, I offer, you know, I, I, when I know that there's a good fit, then it's kind of your duty to say, listen, you told me A, B, and C, you said this isn't working, you know, and and you really repeat in their own words what they said to you. And if you know that you have the solution, it's almost, it's your duty to say, I can help you with this. And that is part of nurturing, but it's our, it's our duty not to quite let them go if we know we can serve them. And I think when people have a hard time asking for the money or asking for the sale, um, it's because they're not completely sure that they have the result or the answer for them. So when you're crystal clear, like, I can help you and it's my duty to help you, then it becomes a very different energy. It's not about money. It's not about closing a sale. It's about really living in that moment where I can help you so you can help others. And then that energy just creates this wonderful, I want to invest with you to do that. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Absolutely. And I think Mm -hmm. you said a couple things because I think it's really, I absolutely agree with asking the right questions. And Mm -hmm. I always tell people, write down the questions you're asking and look at the responses you're getting. And if the conversation didn't go the way you want it to, you know, after a few conversations, take a step back and look at it talk it over with someone like yourself. Don't just think that you can solve it yourself because if you could, you would have already done that. <laughs> but it's, it's about getting, if you get the right information, then you know very clearly whether or not you have the right solution. And we don't always have the right solution for the person. But sure. I think people often try to, try to sell them on something when they really aren't sure what they actually need. We're making a lot of assumptions and that just doesn't work. It doesn't. Yeah, that, that's spot on. And, you know, you said a couple really important, really important points. One of the things that I find is, you know, if you look at successful people, they all have mentors. No one can do everything. You know, I don't mm-hmm. like adding two plus two. I have an accountant for that. <laughs> you know, I, and, and going back to living in your genius zone. When you delegate those things and you bring in the right people to help you succeed, you know, you, they, they lift you and you lift them. And it, it just becomes this great synergy where 
you don't have to do everything and you, you don't have to do it alone. And I think a lot of times, you know, women are, and men, but I find this with women, you know, I can do this. I don't need anyone. I'll help you and I'll do this and I'll run around and I will never say no. And if you look at successful people, they say no. And they live right in that genius zone that they are born to, to do. You know, I think was it Warren Buffett who said that his secret to success was basically to say no. And he mm-hmm. says yes to one thing and no to 99 things, you know, and that's, that's what's made him successful. Not that we're not saying um, yes to the things that are important. You know, I love to give back to my community, and I'm a, a CASA. I work with, you know, abused and neglected children, and that's part of my why. Mm-hmm. But I will say no to a lot of other things that are asked if it doesn't serve either me or my clients or the people that I'm passionate for. I, no, I, I love that. And, and I think one of my biggest lessons in having the conversation was really being, you know, preparing for it, but also really being fully present. Because what I used to do, and um, it wasn't successful, was I used to, when someone was talking, be thinking about what's the next question I'm going to ask them, oh. or thinking I know what they're going to say. And what I that my success really shifted when I was fully present and listened to what they say and was confident that I could ask the right next question and carry the conversation forward. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a very good point. And I think it depends too. I like to match people with where they're at energetically and I'm a pretty type A, I move fast, I'm bubbly, and I move around really quickly. But when I'm having a conversation with someone who's very flat, very calm, I have to bring my energy down because they're going to trust me in that moment. So if you're talking to a prospect or a client or even you know, just a friend, I try to match their energy. And the conversation will flow much better, and there's a trust that happens if that makes sense. It's kind of an mm-hmm. interesting sort of, there's um, a program, it's called the DISC program, D-I-S-C, mm-hmm. and Tony Robbins uses this, and I use it as well. And the reason I like it is I can, I can really uncover how that person is in business by looking at their personality and their traits. And mm. it's the same sort of thing when I coach them. It's like, okay, I'm up here, and i got to come down a little bit, or I may even have to go higher. That person may have tons more energy than I do. But when you match them at that place, then the truth sort of um, is uncovered. Mm-hmm. Interesting. No, I think that's a great point about matching where they are. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you, um, because you did talk about um, the, the one um, module you have, Charging What You're Worth. Mm-hmm. How have you used um, products and programs or, you know, consider using them to grow your business? Because we can't always do everything one-on-one. I know we, so many of the people we work with love to do one-on-one work, but mm-hmm. to expand our reach, to really be able to serve people, um, it's important to, to use other resources. So how have you used those? Yeah. You know, the biggest impact in my business was creating group programs. So I have many different ways I can serve on a higher level, and that's how I've leveraged and scaled my own business. And I do teach that for other people because I think it's very important. I still do one-on-one work, but it's, it's a smaller percentage because I can serve on a bigger scale um, by bringing in those group programs. 
mm-hmm. that's just been one way, you know. I mean, as far as the module trainings that I have, they're all over the place. I have a six to 12 month mastermind. So, you know, we have 12 different modules and they range from niching, which is the most important, you know, getting very clear on your who to, you know, the marketing techniques and how to create a talk that sells and pricing and packaging and all those different things that you need as an entrepreneur. But um, really creating those group programs has been a remarkable shift in my business. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that um, one of the things that helps do that so well is because you've done the one-on-one coaching and you really mm-hmm. know what people need and you know what works. I think a lot of times people say, I'm going to create my business and I'm going to go create all my programs without really having the experience to do that. Right. Yeah, and that's a sad thing when you see someone who, some people like to kind of hide behind their computers and they don't have a big, you know, database and, and they're creating these beautiful ebooks and all of these different things, but there's not enough people to actually show this to. So, mm-hmm. you know, instead of getting out there and doing the work and, and finding out what your client needs, because you really can't, you know, write a, a, an ebook or create a program if you don't have that experience of actually getting out, doing the coaching, you know, doing that one-on-one work. So then you can, you know, expand it into like a group or uh, an ebook or whatever, an online program. Um, you, you have to have that experience, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're a coach or whatever you do, you have to have that to know exactly the feedback that your client is giving you. So you can put it into your products. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what is the, kind of, um, I always love asking this question, what's kind of the most popular thing that you have or that you do that really, or the, the, the one thing you do that really helps make the biggest um, impact when you're coaching? You know, I think, and I go back and forth with this, but I think the most important thing is looking at the mindset. Because there's always that little voice in our head like, you know, I'm not sure if I'm good enough, or you have doubts about this, or you have doubts about that, and then your business will just fall flat. So I think the most important thing is I really get clear, again, going back to their why, um, you know, if they're really jazzed about what they're doing, if they are committed to that why. And if that commitment is really firm, then everything else can be taught. You Mm -hmm. know, we can look at marketing and pricing, all those different things all day long. But if that foundation is not really, really firm, then nothing else I lay on them, nothing else I I teach them will make any difference. So that's the very first thing I'll do with a client is I'll say, you know, hey, let me just just get really clear about where you are in your mind. What are you saying to yourself? (laughs) You know, let's let's clear out any of those cobwebs and negative voices if you have them and any doubts. Um, And that's when the truth is really uncovered because sometimes, you know, I'll be working with someone and they'll say, you know what, I didn't know that I really don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. And that's okay it's better than staying in something that you're not committed to. And that's okay to make that shift. And um, it's actually kind of a beautiful thing when someone says, I need to leave this and abandon this and start this because I know this is really my focus. And that isn't Mm -hmm. always uncovered until you go deep in the mind. And are you really aligned with what you're doing? Yeah, no, that's interesting because I've had a couple of conversations with people recently um, who are very negative and almost, Mm -hmm. um, 
just not positive. I'll, just, I'll, 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 I'll be nice and leave it there. Um, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because I really, um, you know, want to and probably need to go back to him and say, what's going on? Because, you know, yeah, granted, you know, what you have to do is, you know, is, you know, not easy and there's a learning curve in that, but it's like they're just almost angry about it. And it's like, then why are you doing it? <laughs> you know, you it's know, like, we, yeah, oh. <laughs> it's tough. You know, some people are just negative through life. And those are the ones I actually have to say no to. <laughs> right. But if it's just a bad moment, or maybe they don't even realize they're doing that, you know, especially when I do group trainings, I'll tell every single person at the very beginning, leave that negativity at the door. You know, we can we can talk about the struggles in a positive light, you know, everyone has struggles and we can, we can go there and we can talk about it, but you have to be positive. And, you know, it, it just, it brings everybody else down, especially if you're mm-hmm. doing a group training, you know? And I think that, you know, you, you, you spotted that when you, when you said that maybe you could ask a few questions, like what's really going on? Mm-hmm. Cause we all have bad days, you know? And I think it's, it's really how, how you handle those days and you can, you can let yourself stay in that negativity or you can purposely say, no, I'm not going to do that. And it is, mm-hmm. it's a purposeful shift um, that, yeah, it's, no one wants to work with a Debbie Downer. <laughs> right. And I think it goes back to when you were talking about the, the energy and you know, talked about money energy and attracting the right energy. I think it goes back to when you're, when you're responding that way, um, and then what happens is you don't get results. You and I both know that because then you're attract, you're not attracting the right thing. So, you know, no, I think it's, I think it's, it's on me to go back and say, what's going on? You know, let's talk mm-hmm. because maybe this isn't where you want to be right now, you know, and that's okay. But, um, you know, if it's really, if it's really causing you that much pain and it's that uncomfortable, maybe it's time to let go. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's, that's, it so that's more a, strength you know, sometimes right. to let go than it, than it does to stay in something that's just comfortable. Right. And I think that's, that's probably what's going on. So, so thanks for that. Aha. Uh-huh. I appreciate that. That's why I love these conversations. I never I know. know what I'm going to walk away with. This has been an amazing conversation. So how can our listeners learn more about you and your business? Well, they can go to my website. Um, it's katiedrewcoaching.com. Um, my LinkedIn is very visible and it basically has my online resume. So, you know, who you're dealing with, (laughs) um, and my contact information is on both, um, both places. So if they just want to call or get on my schedule, um, and I love to chat with people. I do 30 to 45 minute, just kind of clarity calls to see if I can help or if I can just give them advice or refer them to somebody else. Um, you know, I love doing that. That's just part of why I'm here. Um, so that's, that's the easiest way. It's probably just going to my website. Perfect. And we will put a link to that on our Turn Knowledge to Profit podcast page, too, so they'll be able to connect with you. So as we wind up our conversation, can you give our listeners just one piece of advice that they can use to help them just really grow their business and move their business forward in the next, um, you know, in the next week or 30 days? Sure. I love that. You know, I think the best piece of advice I I share with everybody is to stop selling and focus on building relationships. Because if, you know, you're crystal clear on your why, 
then just building that relationship, every single thing will fall into place after that. It's not mm-hmm. a hard sell in life, you know. And I think really I have two. I think the other thing, especially if you want to scale your business, um, is to learn to delegate. And, it, you know, you don't have to have, you know, a huge bank account, especially if you're beginning in your business, but delegating the right things so you can live in your genius. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, both yeah. of those, both of those are great. Well, thank you so much for your time and um, all your sharing today. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed this. It's been a great conversation. We need to take another quick break, and when we come back, it's our business builder. So stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. As always, I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment, we're going to be talking about why you should write your own book. So, Michael, why do you say that coaches need to write a book? Well, there are a number of reasons. First, it really establishes you as an expert. Uh, it elevates your status and your visibility. Um, it, it, you know, people really see those who write books, uh, authors, as being serious professionals. And whether that's true or not, that's a that's a topic for another day. But. Um, they really are seen as people who um, are set apart from everyone else. Um, second, it really helps you get your message out. The, just the discipline of writing the book helps you organize your thoughts and describe what you do in a way that other people can understand and connect with. Um, and if you don't have a branded process, then writing a book will require you really to think through that process and and really get into that and really organize the way you do business. And so it really, really is helpful in that way. And third, 
Uh, it's really a low investment way for people to learn about you and what you do. Most people, um, you know, $10 or $15 or even $20 for a book is, you know, almost a no-brainer decision if they're interested in what you do. And that gives them, in a lot of cases, their first look at, at your process, your way of thinking, how you deal with clients, um, those kinds of things. So it's really, really simple for them and it's, uh, it's really low investment. Well, and I love the way that you have so many ideas for leveraging things that you've already done. So I think one of the challenges is people think you have to start from scratch which is not true. So what do you suggest someone does if they want to start writing a book? Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, the first thing I, I always recommend that people leverage something they already have. I would never say start from scratch with a blank piece of paper. I mean, you certainly can, but it's just a longer process. So you really want to leverage something that you've already done or that you're already doing. So, you know, if you're writing a blog, could you possibly expand those posts into chapters or parts of chapters and string them together into a book? Um, if you have a radio show like this one, um, can you have parts of each episode transcribed and then use those as a starting point for your chapters? Yeah, if you have a free ebook, for example, then maybe what you could do is use that as a high-level outline and really flesh out or expand on those topics and add examples and explanations, graphics, exercises, etc., and turn it into a, a full-fledged book. I mean, there's really a lot of ways that you can leverage what you're already doing, and, and I always recommend that somebody start there. That's, those are all great ideas, and I think it is important to know that you can repurpose what you've already done. And when you're deciding what to do, I think one of the things to do is first determine who your target audience is, who are you putting this together for, and why are you putting it together? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great recommendation. You always need to figure out who the target audience is, because depending on the target audience, the book is going to be written really in a very different ways, very unique ways. Just go to the bookstore, for example, and pick up a book on corporate management and take, just kind of thumb through it, see how it looks and, and how it's organized. And then go to the other a section on new business and pick up a book that's written for brand new entrepreneurs. You'll see that it's much, much different. Um, it's not better or worse. It's just a different style. So. Um, really, you need to figure out who is it that you're addressing. And, um, you know, here's a hint. It should be your ideal clients. I mean, if you're, if you're going to address someone different with your book, I, I would ask you to step back and question why you're doing that. Um, because really, if you have ideal clients, the, the natural place for you to position your book is for those clients. Because theoretically, you want more of them. So you really want to look at who that ideal client is. And then I always recommend go to the bookstore. Um, you know, everybody does everything online today. You can, I mean, you can do it on Amazon if you want, but I don't know. I like the, to be able to pick up books and look through them and really study them. But go to the bookstore and go to the section that your ideal client would typically use for, to find books about things like what you do and look at some of those books. Look at how they're written. Look at how they're put together. Do they have long chapters or short chapters? Do they have a lot of pictures or a lot of text? Do they have a lot of examples or do they have a lot of stories? I mean, you know, how are they written? How are they put together? So that's, that's really important. 
Um, and then the next thing you really need to do is figure out what you want to say to that audience. So once you know who you're talking to, what do you want to say to them? Um, and really, what is it that your ideal clients most want to know uh, and that they most want to know about you? Uh, where do they need help? You know, if you have a branded process and use that as a framework, how can you make it easier for them to implement that process without you being there? That's really the, the purpose of the book uh, in a lot of cases is to make it so that someone could pick up your book, read through and understand whatever process it is you use and get some benefit from that. Now, the, the, the trick is or the key is that they're not going to get the benefit that you would give them if you were coaching them one-on-one. -on -one. That's why they pay you to coach them. But they should be able to implement parts of it and see how it works and get some limited successes with it so that they're encouraged to go to the next step, which might be to hire you or to take a class from you or to have you help them go the next step. I think one of the challenges when someone meets a coach or an, for the first time is they really don't know anything about them. So a book is a great way for someone to learn a little bit about your philosophy, who you are, see examples or stories of the type of people you've worked with, because what they can do then is see themselves in those clients and really see how you might be able to help them. So it is a great tool to get started. It's a low investment and it does give people the way for them to really know who you are and the type of successes you've achieved. Right. So, you know, and that's where the examples come in. It's always great to have good stories and good examples of clients that you've helped um, do something better. So it works in a couple of ways. The first way is that uh, people that read the book that are thinking about working with you may see themselves in those examples. And so they see that, oh, it worked for that person, it could work for me. Or, oh, that person had a similar situation to mine and I see how they applied it. Um, yes, I want to work with you to apply that. Um, the other way that it works, and this is sort of an, an interesting way, is that if you have stories about specific clients that were successful and you include those stories in your book, then who do you think is likely to buy your book? The people that have the examples and the stories in the book are likely to buy it. And in fact, uh, they, they may even be likely to recommend the book to their clients because they're in it and they want people to read about them as well as you. So it sort of, it sort of works in two different ways. It's really quite interesting, but those examples, those stories, um, those are really, really an important part of the book. Well, and I love the fact that you're able to do a couple things because you can take your knowledge that you've created through your blogs and radio show hosts and different things that you've done and repurpose that into a book, you can also take that book and then turn that into a course. So it gives you just another tool. Each one of these build upon one another to really expand what you have to offer to your clients. Yeah, absolutely. So companies like ours, Turn Knowledge to Profit, one of the most popular uh, offerings that we have is turning your book into a 
a course. And it's it's really straightforward for us to do that because you have this book. So if I would back up and you say, so if you came to me and said, I want a course, um, well, I'd have to find out about your process. I'd have to find out about your clients. I'd have to find out about um, how you do it, all the, the, the details of what you do. And we could certainly do that. And I do that all the time with clients. But if you could just hand me a book that already has all that in it, it makes it very straightforward and very quick to turn that into a course that you can start offering and start making money from. Um, we worked with a client recently um, that uh, we took her book and turned it into a course in about eight weeks. So within two months, she had a course that she was offering and making money on, uh, having come from just a book. So yeah, the, but the book really is a great place to start with other offerings, as you said. And but it all you know also goes back to your branded process, which we talked about in a previous session. Um, you know, if everything's hung around that process, so your book describes the process, your coaching embodies the process. Then, as you start to develop more and more products, they're all sort of hung hung on that process, and everything really feeds on everything else. So by now, hopefully, our listeners are seeing how things are starting to come together. If you are thinking about writing a book or if you have a book go to turn knowledge to profit on our Facebook page and share the title of your book we'd love to check it out and if you're thinking about writing a book but you're not sure where to get started or the first step and you're interested in learning more just email Michael at TK 2p that's michael at tk the number 2p.com and let's chat and see how we can support you and how you can get more exposure for what you do yeah absolutely i would love to talk with you you know they say that everybody has at least one book in them and you just need to know what products to look at, what you already have, and how you can leverage those into a book. So I would encourage you to do that. I'd love to talk with you about it. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I wanna thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I wanna remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for a future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.